If you've never heard of astaxanthin, you aren't alone. In fact, it just popped onto our radar last year. But once we discovered astaxanthin and read up on its health benefits, we were hooked. And then we were lucky enough to score two extremely knowledgeable guests on the topic of astaxanthin to come onto the podcast. You're going to be blown away just like we were by the potential health benefits of this one supplement. Get ready to be convinced why this is the supplement you need in 2024. Let's dive in. So our guests today, Carolyn, really are, I mean, top Top notch. notch, but they're also fun. So fun. I could have talked to them for another 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. They were great. And I wish, it, it's one of those where I almost wish that we had a video version because yeah. they were so animated. Yes. And I'm sure it's going to come through in the, in the, vo- in the recording, but- Anyway, I it is a meaty episode, so I think we should just introduce them yeah. and then bring them on. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's anything we can say that's going to top what they say. That's so true. <laughs> so our first of two guests is Dawn Jackson-Blattner. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist and a certified specialist in sports dietetics. She also has a certificate of training in integrative and functional nutrition. She's the author of two books. You've probably heard of this one, The Flexitarian Diet, which ranked a as a top plant-based diet by U.S. News and World Report. And the other book is called The Superfood Swap. Dawn is a trusted expert appearing regularly in local and national media outlets such as the Today Show and Good Morning America. She starred in and won the primetime reality TV show on ABC called My Diet is Better Than Yours. Dawn worked as the head dietitian for the Chicago Cubs for 10 years. She hosted an Emmy-nominated TV show in Chicago for three seasons. And she won the 2021 Media Excellence Award from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. She owns a nutrition consulting and communication business with a focus on real food, more fun, and no BS. She lives in Chicago and has a very healthy obsession with jumping (laughs) rope. I have seen her jumping rope in real life, and wow, wow. Well, okay. Our other guest that we have is Dr. Karen Heck who is the Scientific Affairs Manager at Astoreal Incorporated, which is the producer and purveyor of the most studied brand of natural astaxanthin from algae. Dr. Heck studied algal molecular biology as a postdoctoral associate at the Pacific Northwest National Library. She earned her PhD in biological sciences at the University of Pittsburgh and her Bachelor of Science in Biochemistry from the University of Toronto. Dr. Heck has spoken at conferences, on radio shows, and podcasts about natural astaxanthin as an ingredient for human health. Let's bring them on. Dawn and Karen, welcome. We are so excited to have you. This is, I mean, this is a topic that I know our listeners probably are going, wait, what What? What word did you just say again? Come again? So I'm excited to dive into it. I'm excited to have both of you on the podcast with us. And what I'm really excited about is I feel like our listeners really need to know about this carotenoid because it is so freaking awesome. That's a great uh, setup. That's a great setup. Actually, um, how I wanted to start was a whole pronunciation uh, 
tutorial. Please. Like I was thinking we could all sort of like say it together. You know, sort of like the Sesame Street, like Asta, Xanthan. Yeah. Asta, Xanthan. Asta, Xanthan. Asta, Xanthan. <laughs> because I got to tell you, when I was first learning about this just wonderful compound, like you're talking about, Asta, Xanthan, I had to practice it a lot before I was even able to say it. So I don't think there's any shame in saying, what is that word? And it's like in practicing Asta, Xanthan, Asta, Xanthan, right? Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it's sometimes Carolyn and I joke that there will be these very scientific words and Carolyn will say, did I say that right? And I'm like, just put your Southern accent on it. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Just act like you know what you're doing and run with it. Ask exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Very good. Ask the Xanthan. Yeah, Rarely, you want to give it a shout out? Yes, ask the Xanthan. Oh, look at us. I love it. And yeah, anyone listening, I think this is the time we're going to give you, a, you know, a second to try it at home as well. Ask the Xanthan. Ask the Xanthan. It's great. And, you know, you mentioned something I think Rarely sets us up really great to talk about this topic. You said carotenoid. And that's actually what astaxanthin is. It's carotenoid. Now, what do we know about carotenoids? I mean, we, we've learned about other ones. Like a, a big popular one is beta carotene. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that like is in carrots or um, lycopene we mm -hmm. might have heard of in tomatoes. So it's in this family of very healthful compounds called carotenoids. So that's what astaxanthin is. It's a type of carotenoid. And we're very familiar with carotenoids already. And the cool thing is is that we already eat astaxanthin. It's already in our diet because it is naturally found in red seafood. It is found in red seafood. And actually, Karen and I did a presentation um, where we had somebody dress up like a lobster. <laughs> And it, nobody forgot. Nobody forgot. They're like, oh my gosh, it's like astaxanthin is the carotenoid that's found naturally in red seafood like lobsters. It's also uh, wild salmon, uh, crabs, prawn, caviar, krill, all of these red seafood um, things that we have in our diet already is where we get astaxanthin from. Um, but here's the catch, people. This is a big, 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 this is the catch. This is why I'm here as a dietitian really telling us to slow our roll because in a year, a full year, we probably get about 11 milligrams of astaxanthin in our diet. We get about 11 in the year. And what we'll find out from Karen uh, is that research says that all of these whole body benefits that we get from astaxanthin come at about four milligrams a day. Oh my day. gosh. So you so we hear the difference here. I'm saying we're naturally getting about 11 milligrams a year. And to get the health benefits, we need more like four plus milligrams a day. And so it's like, all right, you know what, girl? I love red seafood. I can do this. I can do this. Well, wait a second. Four milligrams of astaxanthin is about eight servings of king salmon every day. Uh -huh. So it's like, I love seafood. I yeah. love seafood. I love red seafood. But how could I really, in my diet, get enough of this compound astaxanthin? 
for these benefits you'll hear about from Karen, how am I going to get enough for my diet? And it really is, it's not realistic. And let's think about this. Even though I like red seafood, how am I going to eat eight king salmon servings every day? I'm not going to be able to. But what about somebody who has like um, food preferences? They don't like seafood. Or what about people who have a food allergy to seafood? Oh, we got it. We got a call out there. I know. Or Barbara's telling on me. I'm not a big seafood eater. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So people might not like it. People might have a diet like vegans or vegetarians. People might be allergic. So there's not only is there a barrier to getting enough, there's all these other potential barriers there too. So this is what we call a diet gap. This is a diet gap. We are not able to get enough through the foods that we eat. So in comes supplementation. This is really where it's at. I'm a dietitian, baby. And you know what that means? I talk about food first, food first, food first, food first. I'm not saying the words food only though. Mm -hmm. I'm saying try mm -hmm. to get it in food. And listen, if you get these big diet gaps like we're talking about here, this is exactly the situation where supplements come in. This yep. is to supplement what you are not able to get in your diet. So here is where this whole conversation today comes from is yes, astaxanthin is amazing. Yes, we eat it already in red seafood. However, we aren't able to get enough to get these health benefits. Now, this is where Karen, I sort of tossed the uh, whole conversation to Karen, where she's going to talk about a particular brand of astaxanthin, Astareal. So that's the brand, you know, just like guest jeans, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like Astareal. Astareal is the brand name of a type of astaxanthin. And so she's going to talk about the coolest part. Uh, it comes from algae it comes from algae so this makes it vegetarian friendly mm -hmm. and for anybody who's that. sort of opposed to fish for other reasons hey ask to real asses in that comes from algae so we don't even have to worry about that seafood thing yes it comes from seafood in our diet the red seafood however if you take a supplement you can get it in algae form so that's really where i stand here as a dietitian to say listen it's so great um, but we're not getting enough in our diet. Let's talk about supplements. And Karen, you could take it away and get us excited about the, the health benefits of this baby, the full body health benefits. Yeah, you got it. So, so astaxanthin from algae, right? Why, why do we get it from this algae? It's actually an algae that's found in nature around the world. Uh, it's a natural wild strain that we bring and cultivate indoors in a clean controlled environment in Moses Lake, Washington. And so this algae's already figured out how to make astaxanthin to protect itself from free radicals. So free radicals, what are they, right? They're these unstable molecules that run around stealing electrons and damaging indiscriminately any other molecules in the body, whether it's DNA or fat or protein, right? And they cause oxidative damage. Um, and so what we want is something that's a free radical scavenger to help protect the algae in case of oxidative stress. And that's what they've developed, what they've evolved to do is produce this, this molecule astaxanthin that turns them red, by the way. It gives, that's what gives them that red color. And that's why we have in red seafoods, the, the astaxanthin is what's contributing that red color. 
So when we think about free radical scavengers in our food, you know, whether they're coming from uh, berries, uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, those, there's all kinds. And some of them have different properties and different characteristics. So when we think about astaxanthin, how does it sort of measure up or, or, you know, against other free radical scavengers that are out there. And there is a really interesting study that was done in a test tube to directly compare under those same conditions head to head. How well do all these different free radical scavengers do at neutralizing singlet oxygen, which is a type of free radical. And in that particular study, astaxanthin's singlet oxygen quenching capacity was 6,000 times stronger than vitamin C. Oh, yeah, that is a whoa moment. (laughs) Whoa, this is going to be one of those episodes where I'm driving home. I live about an hour away from the studio, but I'm going to stop on my way home to pick a supplement up (laughs) with some astaxanthin, some astoreal. Astoreal astaxanthin. I've only done that with one other supplement we've covered, but this is, yeah. So it's very powerful, right? But the thing is, I don't want anybody to think that it's replacing any of these other nutrients. It just works in a complementary fashion. So when we think of vitamin C, it is a water-soluble nutrient, hangs out in watery spaces of the cell. But astaxanthin is actually a fat or lipid-soluble molecule. So it's going to be in a different place in the cell. It's going to be in the cell membranes. That's the part of the cell that's sort of the gateway. What comes in and out? How do we maintain cell shape? There's a lot of signaling that happens in the membrane, and it's the fatty part of the cell. And it turns out astaxanthin is really well structures it matches the architecture of that cell membrane so we're protecting the lipid part of the cell that water soluble free radical scavengers can't actually access so it's a nice add-on and it's complementary and it's a really powerful singlet oxygen scavenger so you're adding something powerful and you're protecting a part of the cell that other molecules maybe don't have access to so that's awesome How does that translate to whole body benefits though? Well, first of all, astaxanthin is found throughout the body. So we've done lots of studies. We see it crosses the blood brain barrier. It's found in the brain. It's found in skin. It's found in muscles. And it's really found in mitochondrial membranes. So we talk about cell membranes, but interestingly, it seems to like being in mitochondrial membranes. And some studies show that as much as half of all the membrane-bound astaxanthin is found in mitochondrial membranes. And hopefully we all still remember, right, because it's stuck with most people, I think, that mitochondria are the powerhouses of the cell, right? So they make ATP. They're like the engines of the cell. They keep us going. And it's not just when we're running or or jumping rope or doing something super active. It's even in our resting state. They make everything possible that our body needs to do to just metabolize and keep going, right, every day. And like like all engines, uh, you know, they're not perfectly efficient, not 100%. And so not all the oxygen we breathe in that goes to the mitochondria to make ATP, to make energy, ends up as you know fully reduced into water. That's usually that's where it's supposed to go. But it ends up, some of it goes and becomes a free radical, that unstable oxygen that we were talking about that causes oxidative stress and oxidative damage if it's allowed to build up without being checked by any free radical scavengers. Mm -hmm. And our body does have free radical scavengers that are 
produced by the body, you know, their natural, our natural ability to quench free radicals. But that ability does go down with age and with certain physiological stressors, like athletes do experience a lot of oxidative stress. Um, And so there's certain situations and even environmental exposures that might increase the level of oxidative stress that we experience. And so in that case, your body's free radical scavengers need to be balanced out with some dietary free radical scavengers like astaxanthin. So we want to have both to give our body, you know, the best fighting chance. So can we go back to the whole mitochondria thing for a hot minute? Why is it so, why is it like so valuable that it is in the mitochondria versus elsewhere? Like what can you, can you break it down like really simply for listeners who many of whom probably don't have a a deep science background? Yeah. Great question. So basically mitochondria are where we get our energy from and they, that energy is required to maintain bodily functions and overall health. And what happens over time is that oxidative stress, because a lot of it does come from the mitochondria, it's location, location, location. If you're starting to produce free radicals in the mitochondria, that mitochondria is going to get hit because it's closest to the source of free radicals. And because astaxanthin is there right at the site where free radicals are being formed, it can actually neutralize those free radicals right at the place where they're made. And that helps to cut off what would otherwise become a kind of chain reaction of oxidative damage. So before you let that chain reaction of oxidative damage go too far and spread in a matter of seconds through centimeters of tissue, you're able to have a free radical scavenger right there in the mitochondria that's making those free radicals to neutralize them right? And keep the mitochondria healthy. And by doing that, by supporting mitochondrial health, then you're supporting whole body health because Mm -hmm. it makes our energy efficiency better. It helps maintain normal functions of all the cells in our body. Wow. So before we started recording, we were talking about how Don likes to call you Dr. Karen. And you were like, I don't I don't, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm like a medical doctor. I mean, I think you, I think you need to be Dr. Karen. <laughs> I mean, that level of knowledge is very deep here. Holy cow. And you explain it so well. Yeah. 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 It is true, though. I mean, of astaxanthin, the compound, there is no one in the world who is as authoritative and has studied it. You ask her anything about astaxanthin, she's got this study for you. Like it really is such a wonderful thing that you've dedicated so much of your life really to learn about astaxanthin, study it and know about it for all of us. I, so anyway, thank you, Dr. Karen Hacht. I do My- have one. I have one small question since you're the you're the authoritative expert. This kind of goes back to earlier. Is that algae red? I love this question. So this is a green colored algae 
And mm. taxonomically, it is a green freshwater microalgae. So it starts out green when conditions are favorable for growth. And it's going to go gangbusters as long as it's got food to eat and it's nice outside. But once you turn up the lights too high, that starts to trigger some oxidative stress for that algae. Also, when the food starts to run low, that triggers some stress as well. And at that point, the algae will switch its programming to say, hey, these are not good conditions for me to be replicating. I need to slow down and take a break. And so what's going to happen is they're going to start to break down that green colored chlorophyll and start to accumulate fat, you know, it's like fat for the winter and to protect that fat from oxidative damage and to protect its DNA from oxidative damage, it's going to start to produce that red colored astaxanthin. So you see this transition from a green culture to this red culture and so the algae becomes red in color as it accumulates astaxanthin in this kind of resting phase and when conditions get favorable again then it actually goes back to being green and growing actively but what we do of course is we harvest it in that fully mature red phase because our goal is to bring astaxanthin to the people right so we want to be able to harvest and collect that algae when it's fully in the red phase and by doing the cultivation in a very controlled indoor environment with conditions that are consistent every time we're able to get you know better yields and better stability of astaxanthin so it's a very like science driven process controlled and consistent. Wow. Okay. I didn't mean to give you, get you off the health benefits, but uh, I just, but that'd been in the back of my head is the algae red. So thank I think you. it's cool. And honestly, it happens a lot that people will say it's a red algae. It's a red algae, but actually uh, that can be confusing because a red colored algae, but taxonomically it's not a red algae. It's a green algae. So if you want to get in the weeds, in the algae weeds, <laughs> we're, here. we're here now. Welcome. Yeah. I would say I've never been here before. So <laughs> it's good to visit new places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so can we go through the health can you go through the health benefits of astaxanthin? Yes, absolutely. So, we have uh, on the Astereal branded astaxanthin material over 80 human clinical studies exploring all the different benefits in numerous areas including vision support, muscle function, skin health, cardiovascular health, immune support, and cognitive health. So there's a lot of different areas. And I think that the easiest one to understand, because when, when we go back to that mitochondria story, we think of mitochondria and energy and very metabolically active tissues. So where are mitochondria super important? In muscles, I think that's pretty intuitive, you know, um, in the brain, which is a very, very active, metabolically active organ. And most people may not think of this, but actually by tissue weight, the eyes are the most metabolically active organ in the body. Whoa. And just, yeah, you want to hear another big number? We've been through 6,000 times stronger than vitamin C. Try this one out. <laughs> the Just the photoreceptors to power the ion channels in the back of the eye uses a billion ATP a second. Oh my gosh. Wow. 
Yes. So that's a lot of energy that's needed. So those mitochondria are working so hard. Um, they need a lot of support and being able to uh, help balance the free radicals uh, is great support. Another thing that astaxanthin does outside of this mitochondrial health element is it actually has been shown to boost blood flow. So it helps to support uh, circulatory health and promote healthy blood flow and blood circulation to the back of the eye. And that's really important when you have a metabolically active organ because it helps to oxygenate, bring nutrients, and remove metabolic wastes, which helps functioning of that organ. You mentioned skin, and I just want to go down that route for just a hot minute because I know we have a lot of listeners who are <clears throat> in a select age range. So, yep, yep, I'm seeing Dawn is, <laughs> is tightening up. So, do we get any anti-aging skin benefits from this Astereal? So there, there are studies that have shown there are beauty from within benefits from yes. taking an astaxanthin supplement. And the studies with Astereal astaxanthin show benefits to skin hydration, elasticity, and smoothness. Mm. Um, and those come from clinical studies, um, primarily done at, you know, four or six milligrams a day. Mm -hmm. And they looked at basically how well the skin conductance goes and how much water evaporates through the, the top layer of the skin. So that's how we measured skin hydration in those studies. They also looked at elasticity, how well, if you sort of like pull the skin with a little suction of air, how well does it bounce back? So you want your skin to have good elasticity and bounce back. That is uh, partly in, dictated by a protein called elastin. So mm -hmm. if you get a lot of oxidative damage to that protein, and also with age, we start to produce less elastin and less collagen, uh, that is when we start to see some of these, you know, visible signs of aging forming. And there's a really cool study too, uh, other than the clinical studies that showed support for smoothness and, and wrinkles and those measures, to understand how it works, there's a cool study that was done in a test tube again with human skin cells from the deeper layer of skin from the dermis mm. that are the ones that produce collagen. And what they did was they took those skin cells and they exposed them to free radicals. And they said, how much collagen are you making now, skin cells? And it turns out uh, they actually didn't survive exposure to the free radicals. So they didn't make any collagen. When we pre-treated those skin cells with vitamin C, which is a nice collagen booster. It helps yes. to support production of collagen in the skin. They actually didn't retain any collagen production either because the vitamin C couldn't access the cell membranes, the lipid part. Oh. So they weren't able to provide effective free radical scavenging protection. So the cells, again, didn't survive. But when they pre-treated with astaxanthin, Actually, most of the cells then survived the free radical exposure and they were able to retain 80% of their baseline collagen production. Oh, so now we're starting to get an idea of how astaxanthin might be working in the skin. Not only is it probably protecting existing collagen networks in the skin, but it's also helping to support the cells that are making collagen. So it's like your collagen bank is getting a little bit of a... a a maintenance, you know, protection from, from uh, oxidative stress as well. Wow. So that gives us a sense of how astaxanthin might be helping to support skin. Oh my gosh. Well, not that I need 
any further convincing, but tell us a little more. <laughs> what other aspects of health? Oh, let's see. Okay. So I think that the uh, brain health aspect is one that people find very interesting. And it's an emerging area for astaxanthin. Uh, but what we do know is that there have been a few clinical studies that showed astaxanthin can support normal cognitive function uh, in adults and helps to uh, recover from mental fatigue. And so the studies that showed that one was something where they did a mental uh like a cognitive test with card games on the computer is called the cog health test where they played the individuals. They were 96, you know, healthy participants, average age was 56 years old. And they took either a placebo or a 12 milligram a day, uh, astral, uh, that was in a natural astaxanthin supplement. And they did these five different card games and they tested the speed at which they were able to solve these different problems. And each card game was testing either simple reaction time, choice reaction time, working memory, delayed recall, or divided attention, which is kind of a spatial attention task. And they found there was a, an improvement of six to 8% in a few of these different measures. And the most significant outcome was a 7% faster working memory, uh, which is basically something to do with episodic or intermediate memory. And they also improved their accuracy. So that was really cool. They measured the percent accuracy in two of those cog health tasks, and they saw that delayed recall testing improved the accuracy at 12 milligrams a day after 12 weeks of supplementation compared to baseline. Mm. So that's the other thing is most of the studies that you start to see statistically significant outcomes after four weeks. Um, and, but for the cognitive health, we see longer periods of time, eight weeks or 12 weeks. So, you know, it is a fat soluble nutrient. So you want to give it time. It needs time to accumulate in the body to that beneficial level. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily 12 weeks for brain because that mental fatigue study, there was another one where they combined 12 milligrams astereal astaxanthin with uh, a form of vitamin E called tocotrienols. I think mm -hmm. it's what they combined those ingredients in that study because Something we know about those two in particular is that they act synergistically on uh, free radical scavenging potential. So the two together are more than uh, the additive effect. They have like some special relationship that boosts that free radical scavenging. And in that study, they gave the individuals uh, mental health, uh, like, oh, sorry, say that again. In that study, they gave the individuals a mental math task to do where they had to do serial additions for 15 minutes and they got a five minute break and then they did another 15 minutes of mental math and you can imagine uh that in the second round people might have been a little tired and yeah. making more mistakes yeah and that was yeah, it was definitely true. I mean, the uh, placebo group in that study was making, on average, three more mistakes in the second round compared to the first, and that was significantly more than in the Astoril group, which made no 
more mistakes in the second round compared to the first round. So they were performing better. And they were also reporting that they were feeling less mental fatigue, less physical fatigue, and less overall fatigue when they had a chance to recover for 60 minutes after both the mental math exercise and a stationary bike exercise. So they were more resilient. They kind of bounced back better. So that's why we talk about astaxanthin having, helping to support, uh, you know, recovery from mental fatigue. Do you you know where my mind is going during that? No, where? Well, obviously I think we probably could both. Yes. Oh yes. Cognitive benefits. Yes. But, I have a 16-year-old, almost 17-year-old, who's in 11th grade, and we are right in the throes of the ACT. Oh. And, and math is not her thing. I'm about to go load her up on some astaxanthin and then schedule that ACT in a few months. There you go. <laughs> what, what I was thinking was, like, every accountant should be oh. starting to take Astoril right now <laughs> because some number crunching season is right around the corner, friends. Oh, yeah. That that was where my mind went, but yeah, I I get it. ACT, heck yes, oh. yes. Um, well, I have a question. Where did we not discover astaxanthin until recently, or like I was not familiar with it until a couple of months ago? Like, where did it come from, or how did we discover it? Yeah, I love this question. So, actually. There were some British naturalists that found it in the 1890s, but it wasn't really characterized um, until the 1930s by some chemists in Germany. And it's actually the reason that it has the name that it does, because they isolated it from lobster. And the old Latin name for a lobster, the taxonomy, is Astacus. So Asta... Astacus, you know, it comes from lobster. So that's why it has the name that it does. And then it's a xanthophyll, right? So when we think of carotenoids, can I do this to you? Because you were talking a lot about how to pronounce it. So let's talk about the etiology of the word and where it came from. Um, So carotenoids are either carotenes or xanthophylls, which means carotenes are your beta carotene, straight up hydrocarbon chain. Whereas the xanthophylls like lutein, the yellow ones, you know, yeah, they yeah. have oxygens. So if there's an oxygen in there, it's a xanthophyll. Astaxanthin is a xanthophyll. So okay. lobster xanthophyll. <laughs> and so that's why uh, we, what happened with the origin story was once people characterize it, okay, this is a carotenoid. Um, it's found in aquatic species. It's found in lobster. And what they noticed in aquaculture is that salmon really needed this nutrient that they get in the wild, but Mm -hmm. they weren't necessarily getting in farms, you know, when they're raised in farms. Mm -hmm. And so the fry don't grow as well. They don't thrive. And importantly, they don't have that nice orange red color that we like to associate with salmon. So they started to feed these farmed salmon, a synthetic form of astaxanthin, but it didn't quite work the same way. And some people who were working in aquaculture reached out to a researcher in Uppsala University in Sweden, Dr. Oke Lignal, um, and he basically started researching natural astaxanthin from this algae, how it could benefit salmon. Uh, and 
Later, he said, well, gosh, there's so many benefits to salmon. Could that translate to humans? And so eventually he spun off his own company from Uppsala University that became Astoreal <laughs> and started to do all that research, 80 plus clinical studies to show the benefits, establish the safety and it broadened the number of applications for astaxanthin in the realm of human nutrition, wellness, supplements. Um, and that's how we ended up with astaxanthin today. Huh. So it's been around for like, oh, I think that company started in 80, 1988. So it's been around for over 35 years now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And but I think, you know, uh, Karen, how much you have built up in terms of the research, putting money behind studying astral astaxanthin is really where this sort of groundswell of interest comes from. Yes. From my point of view, like, right, I'm a, I'm a regular person. I also see clients and people want to take supplements, but there's so many. There's just like mm -hmm. so many to take, like so many to learn about, so many to take. So when I... I heard my personal story with astaxanthin was when I heard that it has all these whole body benefits. Like I have a little cheat sheet always in front of me uh, of like the skin and beauty. Well, I want that. Muscle health. I want that. Vision. I want that. Immune. I want that. Healthy aging. I want that. Brain and cognition. I want that. Are you telling me that I could get that in one supplement that mm -hmm. can support all of that? So that's where my eyes open to say, wow, not only is this groundswell of research there, it's giving this sort of head to toe protection that I'm looking for because I don't want to take, you know, buckets and buckets and buckets of supplements. I want a supplement that does a lot of things. Yes. Can you give me a supplement that does a lot of things? And that's where my, uh, you know, personal uh, enamorment, I guess, uh, with astaxanthin came um, and then it was like really my knowledge of supplements and figuring out how to actually buy a trusted quality supplement oh, that brought so me to Astoreal. So, you so know, important. when you're feeling, um, you know, done about talking about all these amazing benefits, I really like to jump in and sort of talk about like, you know, if you're sold on this whole body benefits stuff, and if you see, you know, right here, all of these studies about it, how do you actually go do this in a way that is, uh, safe that a way that is quality and you know what are our next steps here so I'm ready to talk about that whenever you guys are ready but um, you know I think the amount of studies and money you've put into understanding the power of astaxanthin is just commendable it's awesome yeah. now let's cool. go ahead and talk about how to find a high quality astaxanthin supplement or a supplement that contains um, that um, and then I definitely want to come back to to Karen though to tell us how much to take after we figure out yeah, I, how we get that I supplement that. and yes. then how much to take. Yeah, I love that. I also like the advice of like the buildup, Karen. I thought that was a good reminder of like, you yes. know, it's like when you take something, is, am I going to notice today, later on this afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, because sometimes. It's like, uh, there needs to be a buildup a bit, people. Um, so yeah, I love that. Uh, closing out with the, with the dose and sort of recommendation. So for, first things first, I'm talking about filling a diet gap with a supplement. So I work with now as one of their wellness experts. So, you know, in disclosure, I know a lot about now uh, supplements because I work with them and I sort of see behind the curtains. Um, and the first thing I think about when people talk about supplements, they go, oh gosh, that's a wild, wild west. Oh my supplements. Oh my gosh. Well, there could be nothing further from the truth, actually. Uh, you know, the FDA has something called CGMPs. 
So these are good manufacturing practices that are set up for people to follow. And so really one of the first steps of whatever supplements you're talking about, whatever supplement, is to find out, does the brand that you're looking at follow these FDA CGMPs, these good manufacturing practices, and have third parties that can sign up and say, yeah, you know what? They are following them. And so now does have uh, many ways that they follow these CGMPs uh, and have third parties. They have um, somebody called InterTech who comes in and looks and says, yes, you are following these good manufacturing practices. They also have uh, the Natural Products Association giving them a uh, stamp of approval every single year that they're following these good manufacturing practices. So that's a step one. So I'm familiar with this because now has this in place. Um, so that's what you want to do first when you're trying to figure out what brand of supplements, you know, to buy in general. Um, the other thing that I look for when I'm buying supplements is how transparent is your brand about mm -hmm. how they're testing this product? How transparent are they? Is it very easy to find out? Um, so like, for example, if you go to Now's website, uh, you can find out that, oh, they do 19,000 tests every month mm -hmm. on everything from the raw materials coming in to the final products to make sure that what actually the label says is actually in that bottle. You've got to make sure that you are going with a brand that's putting what they say they're putting in the bottle. So you do that by seeing how transparent they are with their testing. So that's really step two. Are they, you know, first following these good manufacturing practices? Step two, are they transparent about how they're doing all this testing? Step three are, do you, when you read that label, have you ever seen the words proprietary blend? Have you ever seen that? Oh, on yeah. Label? Yes, tons of times. Boo! Boo, boo, boo. I give that a thumbs down. Boo, 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 boo. And the reason why is because proprietary blend is very much a secret. We don't, we're not going to tell you how much actually is in here. <laughs> or what? What is even in there? Blend. We're going to sound fancy and fabulous. But secretly, what they're telling you is we're not going to tell you how much of each ingredient in your product. Oh, I don't like that. So I look for brands who are very clear about every single ingredient and how much is in that bottle. I, I do not like proprietary brands. Four, I look at what kind of um, research they're telling me about the, you know, sort of benefits. And do they have backup of this? Is there actual science for this? Is there a research study they could actually bring me to that like, mm -hmm. can back up and substantiate what they're saying? So I do those steps primarily. And then the final one brings us to the conversation today. I always check to see, is there a brand that is using these sort of ingredients that are trademarked and branded themselves? So like Astoreal is this brand of astaxanthin. I don't want to take just any astaxanthin. I want to take a brand who has supported and funded and done 80 plus studies on this and they are so invested in this ingredient being awesome top-notch high quality high purity i am trying to buy brands of vitamins and supplements that have other branded ingredients in there so for example let me slow this down and really talk you through this so if i'm going to go buy now brand anything you know i know i've gone through all these steps and i feel they're a trusted brand and then i look to see on the label is there any sort of logo that says they're using astoreal astaxanthin 
Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go on that supplements facts panel on there where they have listed, you know, how many pills to take and how much milligrams of each thing is in there. I'm going to look on there to see, does it say the brand name Astereal? So I'm either looking for a logo and or on the supplements facts panel, I'm looking for the actual branded ingredient. I want not generic, baby. Mama needs her brand name. <laughs> so I'm going to look for the brand. And so those are the two places you could figure out. Is it really and truly Astereal in there of Astaxanthin? And so you can see on Now Products, they actually use the logo and they say the brand in the facts panel. And if the third place you could also go, if you say, you know what, geez, I don't see any of that. You could go to the manufacturer website and see like, oh, maybe do they have, they didn't just put it on the bottle. Maybe it's, you know, in, on their website. But really and truly, you know, getting all of that stuff that I'm getting a safe brand of supplement and they are actually using this specialty branded ingredient is what you're looking for how do you how do you feel i did explaining that like it's you know without a picture it could be difficult what do you think you feel like you got that from what i said yeah yeah i think what's what's also important if i could add is there's this concept that maybe um we should clarify and that there's the ingredient manufacturer and then there's the finished product manufacturer. So Astereal doesn't make the finished formulation or that soft gel or, um, you know, capsule that you might be taking. Um, We we make the astaxanthin uh, and it comes in different forms, but then we uh, provide that in bulk for brands like now to use in a finished formulation. So there's certain uh, regulations that we have to follow to establish safety, quality, uh, and those are all outlined by the FDA. And then we also have to answer to the brand because they have their own set of specifications, rules, testing, requirements that we have to meet both as a material qualification and also production qualification. They check our GMPs, they audit us, they check that we have all of our, you know, uh, everything, all our ducks in a row. So from that sense, you know, why would you want a branded ingredient? Like if you already trust now, that is great. But a branded ingredient gives you the transparency that you can go back and see, where was this ingredient made and how was it made? So for example, with astaxanthin, there's lots of ways to make it. You can grow the algae outdoors. Conventionally, that's how it's done. That's a more variable environment with a higher risk of contamination Mm -hmm. from both chemical and biological contaminants. Your yields may not be as great if you're growing outside. Also, the stability may be a little bit not as great if you're growing outside and you have to harvest too early and there's leftover green chlorophyll that is photosensitizing and breaks down the astaxanthin faster if it's left over. So knowing that like, okay, I know Astereal grows their algae in a controlled indoor environment. I know that they have invested in a lot of clinical research to establish not only the safety, but the efficacy of their particular ingredient. All of these things help to build confidence in the quality of the material and that it's actually going to work. And that's why now chose Astereal Astaxanthin And that's why they're confident confident enough 
to put it on the label so that the consumer knows that there's an advantage and a reason that they're, you know, putting their uh, eggs in in that basket, you know? Mm -hmm. So what is the exact name of the NOW supplement that we need to buy to get Astoreal? (laughs) Yeah, see, this is where you got it. So it's like a NOW bottle, and it's uh, very much astaxanthin. Uh, it says it right it on the bottle, okay. but you're looking for the logo, which it's on, on the there, back. Okay. Then it will say Astoreal, yeah. but it is okay. uh, Astaxanthin. But that brings you to the point that you were talking about before, is that there are varying um, doses that now sells of That's Astaxanthin. That's right. So I forgot about that. Talk about yes. the dose. Okay. Yeah. Caring. Amazing uh, segue there, <laughs> for sure. Because you're right. So now carries a four milligram, a ten milligram, and a twelve milligram. And so between uh, four to six milligrams, we get vision health benefits, skin health benefits, um, and some uh, muscle benefits as well. Whereas at like eight to ten milligrams, we get additional immune health benefits and more uh, vision benefits as well in terms of uh, subjective outcomes of eye strain and eye fatigue from computer use, digital device use. We didn't get a chance to go into this a lot, but astaxanthin works in the muscles at the front of the eye that frame the lens. And those muscles are in charge of adjusting our focus from far to near when we're looking at a near object like a computer screen those muscles stay contracted for a long time and it's part of what contributes to that eye strain and eye fatigue that we experience so we have studies that show between five and nine milligrams that astaxanthin actually had an effect in the participants and their experience of eye strain and eye fatigue and they also help the muscles actually work better like objective outcomes of what's known as accommodation or changing that focal mm-hmm. point from far to near and back again. So then you've got your 12 milligram and that's where we have the most evidence for cognitive health and cardiovascular health. So you're helping to support cognitive function, support recovery from uh, mental fatigue, and also help to promote that healthy blood flow that we need and supporting a healthy blood lipid profile that's been shown in several studies at that higher dose of 12 milligrams a day. So skin, some vision and muscle at four milligrams, immune health, more vision benefits at 10, and cardiovascular and cognitive health benefits at 12. I have a question. Because it's fat-soluble or um, it's a fat-soluble carotenoid, is it best to take it with a meal? Great question. So if you're taking a little soft gel like that, it is uh best to take it with a meal or within 30 minutes after a meal. And that's to prime your gut for absorption of, you know, fats. Um, And so the soft gel is so small that that becomes important. Sometimes you can find a different delivery form, uh, like a ready to mix application, maybe astaxanthin's in a powder and you're drinking a larger volume and it's mixed with other things. And that may be less important, but we do know from a soft gel format that to optimize absorption with a meal or right after a meal, that's recommended. It's best. Got it. Okay. So 
Is there anybody uh, like anybody who shouldn't be taking astaxanthin? And along those lines, is it um, interfere with any particular classes of medicines, like medications? So uh, the studies have been done on individuals 18 and older. So we have a lot of data in adults um, saying it's safe. There are over 40 safety studies with no adverse events reported. The, the only uh, report in a, a couple studies is that sometimes if you don't absorb it properly, say you don't take it together with a meal, uh, it does, uh, it gets eliminated. Uh, and so oh. you might have some red stool, uh, but you know, if you've <laughs> ever had beets, you might be familiar with that experience. So that is something that we've noticed. Um, uh, don't be alarmed. It's good to know the more, you know, and one case study in, mm, the whole time that astaxanthin has been on the market, I've seen of an, uh, an individual who was taking warfarin and a number of other supplements, uh, I believe a few other pharmaceutical products and astaxanthin uh, had some bruising on her uh, legs. And okay. the doctor recommended she discontinue warfarin and astaxanthin and the uh, the bruising result. Oh, oh no, sorry. She yes, that's right. And so it's not clear from that single case study uh, whether astaxanthin or the warfarin was contributing. However, we do know that warfarin interacts with a lot of supplements and has a lot of different side effects. So yes. I don't know how commonly warfarin is used anymore, but there was that one individual reported in all the years and all the studies. Uh, otherwise, there are no counterindications, contraindications reported for astaxanthin. That's great. This is amazing. Because there, I mean, there are a fair amount of supplements out there that depending on what kind of um, medications you're taking, it, it could be problematic. So that's like awesome that astaxanthin is, is not. Yeah. And that, that said, you know, it's still always a good idea to consult with your healthcare provider, yes, you, you know, whatever that. your particular concern is and wh whatever your health goals are, it's always a good idea to get that tailored approach from someone who knows you best. And so before you start a new supplement, it's always a good idea to check in with your health healthcare provider. If they don't already know about astaxanthin, you know, it's their, it's their duty to do their homework and find out something and make sure that they make a sound recommendation. But the existing studies suggest that astaxanthin is safe and we don't know of any contraindications. That's awesome. awesome. Well, we are going to link um, <clears throat> links to now astaxanthin for people if they want to go buy it immediately. Like yeah. I do. Yes. We're yeah. also. You know what? The, the, uh, I love that. The supplement directly. I like that. There's also, if you are somebody who is like a reader and loves to learn stuff, uh, nowfoods.com slash astereal is a great place to like learn more. So like, I like your hit by, and then also going to the, uh, you know, site to learn a little bit more yeah. now foods.com slash Astereal. We'll make sure all of those are in the show notes. This was just fascinating. I haven't been this excited about a dietary compound in a long time. I mean, me neither. This is like the amount of research. The amount of research is really amazing. And I know we already said it before, like, Don, you 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 pointed it out, but I think that for our listeners who aren't like way in in the weeds in science or in an industry that's like research based, the amount of research that has been done behind this like one particular 
compound is really, really impressive. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say mm -hmm. is we forgot that Now Foods is offering 20% off if you use the code Happy Eating, which we will also put in the show notes. So listeners can go get themselves a little discount. Yes. That's fabulous. Yes. Nice. Well, ladies, thank you so much. This was just fascinating. And I cannot wait for our listeners to um, discover Astaxanthin. Thank you so much. Yay! What was, a pleasure. It was great. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye! Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.